0: Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. My name is Colin and I am your host. This week's episode is with Jake McDowell. He's a good friend of mine, a combat veteran, comedian, and do not forget, a licensed massage therapist. We talked about a lot of different stuff as we like to do on this podcast, but we mainly focused on authenticity being your true self, addiction, PTSD, people being in relationships as a part of their identity and why we think that's not healthy, our love for stand-up comedy, imposter syndrome, survivor's guilt, and just doing what makes you happy. Jake McDowell was a great guest and he got to join me in my living room, which I haven't recorded an episode like that maybe ever. At least in the way we did it, which is awesome. So I hope you enjoy this episode with my buddy Jake McDowell. You get Thanks to be me. first guy on the couch episode. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. If I've done it on the on the couch, it's been like a couple years because I've been just recording them at the studio. Just because oh. Underground Economy, great place. But uh, I didn't know you had a studio. Uh, there's a place Underground Economy is downtown Davenport. It's in the RME building. It's not called the RME anymore. It's called something else. They changed the name. Oh, sure, sure but uh yeah um it's a cool little setup but i always have to pay to do that this is free so
1: this is much better free is better than paying (laughs) yeah
0: free is definitely better yeah so uh we talked a little bit and i know there's one thing in particular you wanted to talk about which i think is very important and uh We'll start by just doing, uh, I like to have everybody do like a little brief intro, you know, your name, where you're from, your social security number, all that good stuff, (laughs) Um, but uh, we'll start there, but uh, yeah, if you want to, this is Jake McDowell, and he's going to give you a brief intro.
1: Yeah, uh, so my name is Jake McDowell. I am a uh, combat vet. Um, more recently I have transitioned into the role of licensed massage therapist. So that's, uh, my job. I, I, um, help people to try to live their best lives, you know, um, and whatever role they're living in, whether that's, uh, an athlete or sports or just trying to, um, you, you know, just live their day as comfortably as possible. Um, and uh, that kind of stems from, a desire when I was a kid, I wanted to be a psychologist because I wanted to help people that way. Yeah. And then I realized that I wasn't very good at going to school full time. Um, and so I, I, I quit that and now, yeah, I just, uh, um, I thought that massage therapy, what, so basically real quick, when I got clean, I started to like, try to fill the void of not doing drugs anymore. I, um got into the gym scene and so I'd be sore all the time and I uh found this uh massage therapist who's amazing and I love her um and then I found out that like I could do the same thing Um and so I could that's uh, that's how that happened
0: How much uh school do you got to go th- through go through to an hours and all that stuff to
1: get your license for that Sure so um you do a total of 650 hours, and that's um, 650 between uh, like classroom and then uh, like technique work and uh, clinic work. So, it's I think uh, I don't know the exact breakdown, but it's like 130 hours of clinic and just like uh, clinic hours. Even if you're not in with a client, you still have to have like 50 hours of just being in. The place you know yeah so serving yeah yeah exactly so yeah um it's it's about a year long Because so you've had a, a variety of jobs between that before
0: that so what made you make the jump and be like this is finally what i want to do this
1: is this is it well you know it's funny we were talking about that like before we started this but like i um you know, I, I believe that you should do whatever you think is the best thing for you to exist in your authentic self. Um, so I've always, um, I've always wanted to help people. And I think that mm-hmm. was because as a kid, uh, my parents kind of fucked me up to this idea that I wasn't good enough, you know? And so I always like, wanted to prove him wrong you, yeah. you know what i mean and so it you know as a kid uh my dad loved sports so i did sports you know and i was really good at uh baseball and i was decent at football and basketball but um it was something that we were able to like um bond over and- uh, yeah bond is good i was gonna say commiserate which is not the right word yeah, but yeah, yeah so we were able to bond over that because he likes sports you know and um uh my mom was very big into academics and I I'm a smart dude, but I, w- I was horrible at, at you know actually doing um schooling. So um there was a big rift for us, you know, most of my life. Um but the funny thing is is that until her passing she was uh massage therapist and she actually created a lot of, uh, like techniques and protocols for different ailments that people go through. And some of those things I still do in my own practice today. So it's, That's it's cool. kind of, it's cool because I get to kind of live vicariously through her, um, since her passing. Um, and when did she pass? She passed in 2011. She was, uh, 51 years old. Oh geez. Yeah. Breast cancer. um, which she, you know, she fought for a long time, but it just, you know, obviously cancer is that's, real insidious and yeah. it's just like, you know, it's hard to do. Um, but yeah, so nowadays, you know, that's kind of, um, you know, I'm kind of able to like live through her that that's way. That's cool. Fulfill her prophecy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, honestly. Yeah. That's I cool.
0: mean. And how long did she do that for? Was that her main career? or Yeah.
1: Ever- so in um in Russia, they it's they they don't call a massage therapist, they're like occupational therapists. Um but when she was 21, she graduated from that school in Russia. Oh, I didn't um, realize
0: your mom grew up in Russia.
1: Yeah. Well, so it was a former USSR. Um and she moved God, when did she move? It was like eighty well, so I guess actually it was a little bit before. She was like 19, probably when she graduated. And then she immigrated to the United States in 81, I want to say. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh
1: But yeah, she did. So she did kind of what we consider nowadays is like Russian medical massage. So okay. instead of like, you know, there's like the relaxation side of massage. And then there's like the therapeutic, like treating illnesses. Yeah. And so that's what she did. Um, so yeah, she, uh, it was like, I don't know, 20, probably 26 or 27 years that she did it. That's a long time. It is. Uh, but she was the best. I mean, like, so, um, she, she didn't see a lot of clients. She basically taught her techniques to other massage therapists. And that's how she, uh, that's how she made her money. That's how she supported us. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It's fuck. it is super cool. It's really cool. Every once in a while, I'll see somebody and they'll be like, Oh yeah, your mom changed my life. You know, she did this and this and you know, like I was cured and no doctors or anybody else were ever able to like fix me before that. So that's really cool. It is.
0: That's yeah, super inspiring. Also,
1: yeah, we it's really funny. We like we were both very like strong personalities, and so butt heads a lot, or yeah, all the time, man. And especially, you know, I mean, you know, as a kid, you're a shithead, and oh, you yeah. know, like, um, so yeah, it was uh, we we did, but now you know, luckily, you know, as an adult, I can see that you know even if she didn't do things maybe the way that I think she should have done them, you know, like she was doing the best she could. Kind yeah. That's of, what know? it co- boils down to. I've, I've, I've,
0: you know, talked to, you know, I've been in therapy and obviously they always bring up your childhood and, you know, yeah. that's a big part of it. And it's like, were my parents perfect? No, but they did the best they could for sure. Uh, I'd argue better than, a lot of people's parents that I've met, I mean, um I'm biased though, of course. Well, yeah, uh, but, yeah.
1: You know, but that I mean that's that's really good of you to think of because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they just I look at they it. get the, stuck in tunnel mode, you know. I look at it.
0: The glass I look at a glass half full for sure because I'm like, hey, first of all, well, one, I had both of my parents. Yeah big one I know so many people that don't uh yeah. that didn't grow up with two parents or grow up with a single father or single mom
1: were your parents still together they're like, still together they're to this still day. together oh okay that's awesome which man. is also rare very rare <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: yeah divorce rates just continue to get higher yeah and so yeah i look back on that and i at the end of the day it's like ooh, i was very lucky
1: and um yeah, I don't think that. I try that, not to take that for granted either. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, it's a lot of things that a lot of people take for granted, right? Yeah, you know? I did for a long time. Yeah, especially when I was especially when I was using. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so I mean, I and you know, people listening may not know this, but um, you know, I'm also uh, not quite in the same boat. But you know, I've also like seen my fair share of using, and I. Was in the recovery community for a while. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of it is PTSD from uh, the military and, and being in Afghanistan. But um, while I, I'm not exactly where I want to be right now, um, i happy to say that I haven't done heroin, which is my drug of choice, in almost seven years. So, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really cool. Like, I think, you know, we a lot of times we get down on ourselves, you know, especially I think addicts are very like, in tune to their potential and i think that's why a lot of us use is because we think that we're not going to get there and then we get frustrated right yep and um you know so yeah i mean hold ourselves to like this ridiculous standard uh, ridiculous yeah no exactly and um well you know and and that's part of what's going on with me today is that you know like i took drinking back up and, you know, do the occasional other drug or whatever. And I've never done heroin or anything else in that same vein, but, um, you know, I think, Oh man, why can't I be perfect? You know? And that's, you know, it's just not realistic, but, uh, yeah, I I am happy to say though that I have not done heroin or opiates in almost seven years. So, so did you,
0: I know some people with, with, uh, with when it comes to heroin addiction uh, or opioid addiction in general, they start with they were prescribed something and then they ran out and they're like, oh well, this is accessible or did you just straight to
1: straight? To- no, no, no. It, you, it, it, that was exactly my story. You cut I, out uh, the
0: middleman. Just went
1: so right before I got discharged from the military, I um I was in this uh, bar fight and i got sucker punched and got my nose broken and i had in the i'd already in the military within like my first year of being in the navy i'd gone to this um program called sarp i think that's what it was called it was substance abuse rehabilitation program and um so when i got my nose broken it was obviously like not in my duties as a as a sailor and uh, i didn't want I didn't want there to be a record of me being in a place where, you know, I was, I'd been drinking. Um, and my roommate at the time, she was a, like, she was a hardcore, like very like mom, like, no, like y- you don't have a say in this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a few years younger than me, but she's like, you're going to go to the hospital because your nose is broken. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so I did, you know, and I just thought, well, hopefully it doesn't get back to the command. And I got um, a prescription for thirty Vicodin with two w- with one refill. Sorry, mm. and so I had sixty Vicodins for uh, <laughs> for you know, a It's funny to look at it now because you are like, that's way too much. Like they used
0: to do that they, all the time.
1: Yeah, they, like they could have given me like four or five to get through that first day or yeah. two. You know, it's all you and, really
0: actually needed. Yeah,
1: but yeah, back then they just threw prescriptions at you. you oh know? yeah, and so I I took them in, and I was like, oh shit, this is tight you know like i enjoy this and then the funny thing was is i was like a really bad alcoholic in the navy and then when i took those i didn't want to drink at all and i was like oh shit this is the cure to my alcoholism right oh yeah you know replacement and so (laughs) um and then so uh like three weeks after that i like literally just ran out of the supply i had and i rolled my ankle and i just went to the doctor on base to like, you know, so that I could get like a, a piece of paper saying, you know, like limited duty. So I wouldn't have to do like extra, like hard work, you know, lifting big boxes or anything like that. And then it was the same thing. They gave me 30 Vicodin with a refill. And uh, shortly after that, I got out and I came home and everybody, like I went back to the same job I was doing before I was in the military, which was, uh, I was a server at Villagin. Okay, yeah, yeah, And I, there was a bunch of people that were all doing pills, you know? And they're like, yeah, like, come get some of these pills. And I was like, all right. And the funny thing, you, you know, you asked me, like, did I go straight to heroin? Or uh, I actually was on pills for, like, I did pills for, like, five. No, not five. I did pills for, like, three or four years before I ever touched heroin, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was, finally, I was just like, all right, I can't, you know, I was doing like a hundred or plus dollars a day of pills. And I was like, this is just not sustainable. Yeah. But I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to quit, so. Yep. And then as soon as I touched heroin, dude, it was like, it was over real quick. It was just not like, dude, I, like, I fell so fast. I mean, I literally went from like, doing $120 a day of Oxy or so to doing like $40 of heroin. And just like, I was, yeah, it was, that was it. And it
0: was, che- so it was cheaper, obviously, and more bang for your buck for Cheap- lack of a better way to say it. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. uh Cheaper, more bang for your buck. And um also the highs and lows were so much, so much more, you know, like I would literally like, you know i' I, don't know, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it as, except that i I just couldn't quit man, like I would yeah. you know I would take whatever pills I was on, and I'd be good for the day, but like it's literally that that you know that phrase chasing the dragon that was me, man, I just like there wasn't enough, and I couldn't work enough or make enough money to uh sustain that kind of lifestyle, so. You're obviously
0: not functioning very well while you're doing that all the time. No, I had
1: like I literally when I started um Like serving, you're moving around a lot. You're I mean Yeah, that that didn't bother me at all. But it was just like, you know Imagine if like you only make thirty bucks and like, you know, you have to still try to eat slow and night. also like yeah. you know, yeah, dude, it like it fucks your whole world up. Um and I so when I started um I'm not going to say it on 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 the air but yeah. when I started doing like the kind of ultimate way to do heroin it was like 3 months before I just spiraled out of control and I had just moved into a new apartment with my girlfriend at the time who had no idea that I was doing it oh boy and it was oh. dude it was bad I um you know, like the first month came where I didn't have the rent money and you know, I, I don't know. I made up some excuse, of course, yeah. you know, and then the second month came and she was like, what's going on. And, uh, you told her, yeah, yeah. I just kind of broke down, man. Cause I, like, I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I knew that you're at was... the
0: point where you're like this is awful. Like you don't want to do it, but you're like, we didn't know
1: how to stop either. Exactly. And the thing is, is that, uh, I knew that one way or another, I was not going to be allowed to live there anymore. You know, like she was a <laughs> poor girl and bless her heart. She was the, the like general manager of a pizza hut, which is not a glamorous job. She wasn't making a lot of money, you know? Yes. Yeah, so like she you're needed, general manager, and she you're needed like your oh, help yeah, there with the rent there. Yeah. She needed that. And yeah. I, yeah. So, um, and again, bless her heart. She tried like, so I told her, and she was like, You have to get out of here. And so I went back to my dad's house and I uh, started. Um, I called a friend of ours that you know, who I'm not going to yeah. name on camera, but he took me down to Peoria. They had a bed for me to detox in. And that was the worst week of my entire fucking life, yeah. dude. And um, that's one reason people stay out because they're scared exactly. of exactly oh dude it's detox. horrible dude. Yeah. and the thing is, is i wish that there were you know it, it'd be a lot easier if you had so a lot of people you know that they, they will talk about drugs and be like well they have to go through the worst so that that way they don't do it again and that doesn't keep people from doing it i think if you let people down gently um then they realize hey i'm a person i deserve medical treatment i deserve to like you know, I've made a mistake, obviously, but I deserve to be treated well. And uh, and then they're more likely to quit. But if you just say, well, if I quit, they're just going to, like, throw me on a, a, you know, a one-inch bed and, like, tell me to suck it up. Like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking do that. I'm just going to keep doing what I fucking know how to do. You yeah, know? yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, I, so I went to rehab. I got clean for about nine months or so. And then I relapsed. And I was clean for about six months. And then I relapsed. And then my roommate passed away after I told him that I had relapsed. Um, and that crushed me, you know. And uh, Not your girlfriend. This is a different person. Not my girlfriend, no. It was a, a roommate of mine who I had met in a halfway house i had relapsed and i also him,
0: also an addict then
1: yep yep heroin addict just like me um and i told him like hey man i i relapsed you know like you, you do what you have to do i understand he's like no you can stay in the house like you know it's it's fine and then he also oh, he was clean at the time he was clean well kind of he he was he didn't do uh he quit doing hard drugs, but he still kept drinking. Like he would go home on the weekends and like get drunk with his buddies, you know? Gotcha. And then he would come home. He had a good job at Purina. Um, and then I think I'll be honest. Like I took that shit to heart. I felt like I killed my best friend for a while because I told him that I had relapsed. And then the next weekend he was dead. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was hard, man. Was it a... uh, It was an overdose. Overdose?
0: Fentanyl or just overdose?
1: No, just heroin. I think, you know, he had, uh, like, you know, like I said, he had been drinking, but he hadn't done heroin in in almost a year. And I think he just, you know... Went back to his... Well, you know, I think we're smarter than... Like, people always say, like, oh, yeah, you go back to your original. And I don't think he did that, but I still think he underestimated... How is good it? How powerful. And the funny, th- well, no, that's the not wrong way. It's not yeah. funny. He was at home, and I remember I talked to his mom, and um, she was like, "Yeah, he." I was talking to him, and he wanted me to itch his back, which is a common like thing with heroin. You get itchy when you're on opiates, right? Oh, okay, I didn't and, know that. Um, and she said, uh, "She woke up in the morning, and he was dead. He was gone. You know, and Jeez. so." Yeah, man. How old was he? Twenty seven.
0: <sighs> That's stupid. That- the,
1: the twenty-seven club, man. The worst age. Yeah, dude. So um so yeah, ever since then, man, I've just, you know I've just tried to be, you know, who I uh should you know, who I think I should have been from the beginning, you know, and um, a lot of a lot of my problems was just trying to fit in you know oh yeah i know and that is. uh and you know when you're in in an addiction right you get close to those people real quick because you rely on them to survive right yeah and so um but it's not it's not true friendship you know and so i've struggled like you know uh becoming that person since i got clean i guess you know yeah yeah um, so how long until,
0: well, after, obviously after your friend passing, it was probably hard to, yeah, cause you had just relapsed. So how long until after that where you're
1: like, I'm done, this is it. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, oh, that's a great question. I, um. Yeah, oh man. That is a great question. I did uh so I relapsed one more time. I was trying I was trying to uh, do all the math. So, um I relapsed in August of uh 2015 for about a month. And then I told him in about the end of September and then in the beginning of October he was dead. And then March of two thousand sixteen, I relapsed for a week. I was up for a week straight doing heroin, um, which is really crazy because it makes you tired. <laughs> you so know how? Like I know, uh, yeah. But for Are people you like sure us, you weren't doing math. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Um. But for people like us, it kind of gives you energy. You know. And so if you just, you know, like obviously I slept, but you know I was, I was pretty much up for a week straight. Yeah. And like, I had, you had your new- naps. I had a new roommate, and I came clean to her, and she's like, she's like, I you know is that the
0: roommate I know or is this?
1: No, no. Her name's Katie. Um, she is a awesome Katie. <laughs> she is a, a classically trained French chef, and she Ooh. lives in Chicago suburbs with her husband and her kid now. But um, she's like, look, you know, I need to make sure that I can trust you, so. If it happens again, I, I've got to leave. And yeah, I've been clean since then. Clean off heroin, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I know some people, yeah, yeah, you know, they're yeah, very I, particular about yeah, the word, it. but you know. So
0: Yeah, I mean, getting rid of that that main... Tr- I feel like everybody... There's some people that are like, you know, that are more like your... Uh, I've heard it phrased, like, I was just a, a, a you know a walking dumpster addict like i would do anything like there wasn't really a drug of choice it was just, like my drug of choice was whatever you got
1: you know yeah. i met people like that that's not me yeah and uh like i never did meth which i mean th- that's just one thing but i i mean like you know when people say that like i do everything if somebody yeah, gave yeah. me meth i was well i'm not gonna I'm good. do that you know yeah but you know not that i'm better than anyone obviously i know you know that that's not what I'm saying, but yeah, yeah I know. was not like a, you know, well, and you know, in the rooms, you know, they're like my drug of choice is more. No, my drug of choice was heroin, dude. Fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that was it. That was that's what I wanted to do. You know, yeah. Anything else I did was just to stave off the the idea that I had to be myself. You know, yeah.
0: Try to fix yourself, whatever. You know,
1: right? Yeah, yeah so
0: fit in, fitting in and or do it feeling like you're in a certain group of people and like oh they're all doing it so i'll do it too you yeah. know i don't want to be no. that guy I,
1: I was a very like loner addict dude like i didn't loner. really like, okay yeah, i didn't hang out with a lot i didn't trust a lot of people you know like i'd been burned a few times so it was yeah. like w- i've heard that that's pretty common with
0: heroin though like heroin's not really like a really a group activity most of the time <laughs> no. uh, yeah
1: no, it no, it's not <laughs> no, no, it is is something, and that's the thing, like you know, I tried to stay away from like buying it for people because I was like, if I have it, I'm just gonna do it, yeah, you know, and now I'm gonna get beat up, or you know, like whatever, you know, so, and now out there, you gotta worry if it's even heroin, so
0: it's scary,
1: dude, yeah, no, I uh. Fentanyl was just like, well, we had fentanyl when I was still using, but it was very few and far between, you know, it now was like everywhere. It was a cutting agent that, you know, people would occasionally use, you know, and now it's just that's people aren't doing heroin anymore. It's just fentanyl, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, glad to be done with that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a gamble now. It, it, it was a gamble. Any, it was a gamble
0: anyway, but now it's really like yeah, it's super dangerous. You super know? dangerous. Yeah. So, you also wanted to talk about, and I think it's a good topic for, and I and I've been thinking about that a lot just with my life. You know, I, I'm on this self growth journey. If you for lack of a better I mean, that's I mean, kind of what this podcast is about that's right? what it's about yeah. i mean is uh is becoming a better person being the best version of yourself and that's what we yep. were talking about earlier is just being your authentic self and being yeah. able to be your authentic self and uh that's tough to do sometimes uh because you want people to like you i mean right. if, if you're we're both like that. Um, Absolutely. We're, we want everyone, if somebody doesn't like you, you want to know why and you want to yeah. know like what you can do to fix it. And yep. getting out of that is so hard and uh, just reali- realizing that not a, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. You're not ever, everyone's going to like you. And some people may not like you because they don't like themselves. That's something also I've learned. Like, yes, you know, I don't know what they're dealing with. Like, uh I try not to take things as personal as I used to because there's everybody's dealing with their own stuff, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, no, I think, you know, so I have a, I have a buddy, you know, we were talking about him earlier, but um, you know. Okay. So basically uh, like you were saying, like if somebody doesn't like me, why don't they like me and what yeah. do I do to fix it? And that's, in my opinion just the wrong thing to do you know like oh yeah if somebody doesn't like you for you and, and it's way easier said than done way. but um you know i don't want to have to try to be 10 different people for you know it's exhausting 20 different people you know like um i want to be myself but it is when you're younger so like you know uh, just for for um the podcast, I'm thirty nine years old, you know. Um when I was younger, I you know, if people were doing something, I was gonna do it too. You know, it didn't matter if I liked it or not. Um, I just wanted to be a part of. Yeah. And um the older I get, the more I'm like, no, I don't you know, that's not you know, and it, it can be something it could be something simple, like, hey, do you want to go disc golf? I'm like, I don't I don't like disc golf, you know? So yeah. like maybe I'll go out with you and hang out, but I'm not going to we'll walk around, golf, you yeah. know, like I'll walk around with you. And if I like you as a person, you know, but um, yeah, I, I would do that all the time. I would just do whatever people wanted to do to be a part of. Yeah. And that's the worst thing you can do. And again, it's a lot easier said than done, but you know, I guess like, you know, as we're talking about this on this podcast on this journey of self fulfillment kind of thing, I hope maybe somebody will hear this and be like, you know what? Thank you for saying that because I've been trying to, you know, fit in with this group and, you know, nothing I ever did works. And, you know, you inspired me to. Might not be the right group for you then. That's exactly it, man. Like, I, so my buddy that I was talking about earlier with you, you know, he pointed out, he's like, people crave authenticity because it's so rare yeah. In this world, you know. And it's true, man. Like, you know, you Here's the thing. I may say something off the cuff, you know, that some people, you know, think is gross or um you know, improper or whatever, you know? Fuck 'em. That's not you know, that's yeah. it's it's so once you start thinking like that, it's easy just to do whatever you like. Until then, you you're you know, walking on eggshells around certain people, and uh, don't do that. <laughs> you know, like. Are you saying just in general, or in comedy, or in both?
0: In, in life, I forgot man. to mention that you you also do stand up comedy. I, as well. Oh, I
1: did. Yeah, I'm a stand up comedian. Uh, I'm very funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> no, just in life, man. I mean, uh, also in stand up comedy, but yeah. you know, authenticity should should be the thing that you structure your life around. You know. Um. Uh, honestly, you know, I wasn't going to say that, but now that you mention it, uh, a buddy of mine, Mike Lucas. Do you know Mike? I've heard the name, but I don't know him. Uh, very funny comedian out of Cedar Rapids. Um, he. Is he bald? He is bald. Yeah, I know who that is. Yep. Yep. I don't know him well,
0: but I know who he is.
1: Uh, him and Donnie Townsend and a few other people. Donnie like T it's his birthday
0: a, today. Even though this oh, won't come out on his birthday, but yeah. Oh, hey, Happy I, I gotta, Birthday! I got to remember to message him later.
1: Yeah, he's...
0: Um, oh, man, he's one of my favorites.
1: What? A, yeah, he just opened up for Mark Norman. In, that uh, was so... I was so happy. Did you watch me. that? I was there, Oh, yeah. shit, man. I How had already know? had tickets
0: uh, anyway, because... Uh, How'd Donnie do? Oh, dude, he killed Crush. He killed, yeah. yeah. It was perfect oh. for him.
1: Yeah, no, that's the... Uh,
0: because Mark Norman's out there, too.
1: Yeah, well, and Mark's very, like... Uh, Donnie's very, like... Kind of high energy in his jokes, like... The way he delivers it, maybe not, uh, might not be high energy, but you know, like he's talking about very crazy shit. He's you just and, off the wall, uh, yeah, yeah. But people love that. That Daddy is a great example of just being he's your authentic just, self. He's just him. He does not give a shit, and that's what people want. That you know, yeah. um, but and it's not I, like he doesn't give a shit. Like. He's out
0: there being an asshole either. He just doesn't give a shit what people think. No, yeah, he's, there's like, a difference, you know, obviously.
1: Sometimes people think there's, like, this formula for comedy, and there's not, you no. know? Um, honestly, if you best try to formula. go by a formula, you're probably going to end up like most of the other ones. That's where Donnie has succeeded, is that he, um, he's off the cuff, man. He's very, like, unique in his approach to comedy, you know? um. But, yeah, I just think you know, like in life, you should do what you like to do, you should approach life the way you like to do it, obviously, there's rules to it, you know, if you're in a job, you have to do you yeah. know the job t- to whatever standard that is, but um, and you can't say certain things at work sometimes, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 you can't say pussy butthole whatever, <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. I think, so when my buddy said that, like people crave authenticity, I was just like, all right, whatever. And and it's a process too, but whatever I think that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm going to say. And I may tone it down for some audiences, you know, like I'm not going to go around my grandma and say pussy butthole. Uh, but you know, like she doesn't care for that probably. No, (laughs) no. No, Well, she's dead. But if she were alive, she would she not would care not, for that, no. for sure. Mine either. No. Um, but then people get to see you for who you are, and then they get to make an actual decision, and they don't have to play a guessing game about, like, is this who I'm going to actually experience if I have a one-on-one or if we start dating or if we're on a road trip or whatever, you know? They know who you are, and then they can make an honest decision you know and that's what you want you don't want people to like projection is uh, is for movies you know it's not yeah it took me a while to figure out even i'm
0: sure you understand where i'm coming from to figure out who the hell am i you know like what type, yeah. like who am i as a person what are my values um because for the longest time we were people we didn't necessarily want to be or we'd adapt to wherever we were whoever we were around and once we decided to live a better
1: lifestyle we're like well who the hell am i you know (laughs) well yeah dude drugs cloud your sense of being yeah because you're like i'm gonna do whatever this person who has the drugs wants me to be so that i can be in their good favor and get the drugs. Right. Yep. Once you, and and, you know, you can replace drugs with anything. Yeah. Food with relationships. Um, I see a lot, you know, with jobs, like don't do that. You know, like here's the thing. If, if I'm dating a girl and I've just told her everything she wants to hear and then two years down the road, I, she sees the real me and then she leaves me. I've just wasted two years of both of our lives. Yep. You know, and uh, also I've not done myself any favors. I haven't been living in a way that honors me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's super important that you uh, you're doing yourself a that, disservice. That you take the time to figure out, like you know, uh, you know. I, I remember I had a girlfriend that liked to garden, and I was like, so I would garden. You know, I was like, wait, do I actually like to garden, or, <laughs> or am I, just I doing trying anything? to appease her? Yeah. You know. Um, and I do think that, you know, if you love somebody enough, you know, you can learn to like that stuff, but you should know that before you get, you know, especially like into your twenties and thirties, you know, as a, as a kid, you're still learning about yourself. So whatever, Yeah. but as you get older, you don't you know, really know what you really like. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, the person you're with probably doesn't know what they like either. Right. No. But as you get older, you should, you know, It's all, it's all about being, it's just, yeah, it's about being authentic. It's about honoring yourself and doing the things that you like to do. So that way, um, you know, the joy, the sadness, the anger, the happiness is real. You know, it's not, it's not this like counterfeited thing that, you know, like say, you know, for example, say your girlfriend is, uh, uh, what SJW or what, like, you know, like a, a, you should edit this part out. For fucking, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, trans rights and all that. Like, yeah, I believe in all that stuff. But if you don't and your girlfriend does and you're like, yeah, you know, gay rights, you know, and then it comes out that, you know, you're a homophobe, then you just fucked up your relationship. You, you you just wasted a bunch of time for both of us, you know, and it's like, um. It's like as corny as it as it sounds like when you um when they say like don't don't look for a relationship, you know, and it'll come to you when you're ready. That's because you've taken time to figure out what it is you like and what it is yeah. you don't like. And then people see that and they're attracted to that, you know. And then instead of being attracted to something that's fake, right? They're attracted to who you are. And it's going to go farther, you know?
0: Yeah, that's why I, like, when it comes to dating and stuff like that, I'm very much in a place where I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to try to, like, put up this false persona or this image, you know, on when I was telling you about, like, the dating apps, for example. Right. Uh, I'm just, because I can't really be exactly who I want to be on there. I, personally, I don't feel that way. And... Also, it's just like a crapshoot because of the, um, you kind of have to compete on those apps. Like, if you want, if you want a woman that's 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 uh, you know, that's attractive, that seems like an interesting person, that quote unquote has her shit together, you know, she's getting bombarded with messages and you know matches from all these guys, and you got to stand out from the crowd, and it's just like, yeah, I don't want to play that game
1: dating sites almost feel like a job sometimes You know? yeah it's like oh i already have a job I'm good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, i don't need another one and that does that takes you away from your authenticity if you're like that's why i i never understood people who um like want to be in a relationship as part of their personality yeah you know what i mean it's a red flag to me yeah yeah no i i had a that's scary like, and, you know, she's never going to listen to this and, and she wouldn't know if it was. But I had a, a friend when I was in the Navy who she would just jump from relationship to yep. relationship. And I felt like back then I was like madder. I was like, dude, just like chill out, you know? Yeah,
0: you don't need to be in a relationship all the time.
1: The The funny thing was, and this is just, this speaks to the mental health part of it, but she was the most beautiful person I'd ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Not even kidding like she had long black black hair. She had beautiful eyes. Her you know beautiful body. All that stuff, but she just didn't feel good about herself. You know.
0: Yeah. She and that's where
1: that. yeah she needed that validation from somebody else.
0: It's like a drug for her.
1: Exact. Yeah. She was also she was also a heroin addict. But yeah. Anyways, um. But yeah, no, like people that like, and I I agree. Dating sites suck, but like. You know, have you ever, like, uh, have you ever been, like, in a, in a you know, whatever scenario, bar, like, maybe a show, something, and you just see somebody enjoying life, you know? Mm-hmm. That shit is so attractive. Yeah. You know? And you can tell the people that are just, like, enjoying their life and not people that are, like, looking around and, like, waiting till somebody sees them to, like, you know. Interact. Smile with them. or yeah. dance or whatever, you know? Like, I think that, you know, that's part of what I mean is just, like, being you is attractive. That sounds, for people who don't feel attractive, that sounds crazy, but it's 100% true. Like, I don't care what you look like. If you are happy and confident and just doing things that you like to do, whether that's uh, walking in nature or going to a show or, you know, writing poetry and performing it like that shit is attractive and it has nothing to do with what other people think that you should be doing exactly yeah and
0: it's gotten to the point with the with the podcast where it's like almost a little bit of both uh because i I actually why people have have came up to me and you know or messaged me randomly and been like i really like what you're doing with the podcast keep doing it it's extra motivation and it doesn't feel like a job to me at all it's just like i like doing it and yeah dude it's just a bonus that people are like engaged and enjoy listening to it it's that's just a bonus like because i don't have i don't really um I like seeing I would say I like seeing the numbers go up and like, you know, sure. it's cool, uh, but I'm definitely not doing this to make money or for uh for the, my numbers to go up. It'd be cool if I could do this for a living because it would be like not working, you know. Um Right. And just doing something that I'm passionate about because yeah, you were talking earlier about, you know, becoming a therapist and I've thought about that too, but I have such a <sighs> such a hard time with school man oh my god Yeah, same. terrible relationship with school it's just uh it i don't it's not the way i learn i don't know I, i'm not i'm not a textbook kind of guy that's just not my thing uh right. some people are way better at that in that environment in that structured environment it's just not for me that's not how i learn things i'm a very hands-on person i'm the same way and uh I was actually talking to my psychiatrist the other day, and she's like, you know, uh, was it my psychiatrist or was it my therapist? I don't remember. I (laughs) I, was talking.
1: You got them both on speed dial, though.
0: Got them both on speed dial, but uh, (laughs) I was talking to somebody the other day. No, actually, it was neither. It was my supervisor at work, Uh, my former supervisor. I just switched supervisors, and I was telling her about, um, you know, possibly going back to school and you know how much of a pain that would be and she's like well what you're doing right now is helping people by just doing this podcast and you're already doing that so just keep doing that I'm like that's a good point
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think we we all kind of have this idea that we need to be better than what we currently yeah. are yeah you know which is if you're listening right now that's not true no. you're good just where you are um it's like if it does you know i can't remember her name but there was a lady like does it bring you joy you know it doesn't bring you joy don't do it you know like Mm -hmm. um but no i i mean i gotta
0: do my dishes that doesn't bring me joy but i'm when they're done it does (laughs) you know
1: yes but uh when it
0: comes to like working and
1: you could always pay somebody to do your dishes that's true um, no, but like as far as the, the podcasts are great, you know, to what we're talking about, podcasts are a great um, indicator that, you know, you can be yourself and people will um, will eat that up. You know, like you put it out there. Nobody has to listen to it, you know. Nope. But the people that do, they do it because they gain something from it, you know. And, uh, I like you know, and I, I truly believe this. I like to think that you're not doing it to like, like put forth some like, Oh, this, you know, look at how great I am, you know, like nah. you're doing it because you like it, you know, obviously like, and I think the whole concept of the modern day overthinker is that we want to live our best lives. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, overthinking it in and of itself maybe not a great thing but what it says to me is that you care and caring authenticity being your true self is um it's just awesome man i mean like it shows people that you have been given this opportunity to be alive be with these other people and that you want to make it the best you can you know. Yeah,
0: and I've gotten the opportunity to meet so many cool people, especially with – uh I mean, being in recovery, I met a lot, I've met a lot of cool people through recovery. Obviously, that's how we know each other. Yep. But comedy, man, like that's like the group of people and like the um, –
1: Cl- I, I'm glad you. I just want to interject. I'm glad that you're doing it because I remember we talked about this like four years. Ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it, and then you know, yeah, yeah. And it, it takes a while to kind of get a, the the courage and the nerve to do yeah. it. But uh, you're good at it, you know. You have fun with it, and that's important, you know. And it's like it's another uh, outlet that you can it's use. It's a Great to, outlet, man. Dude. So it's good. Not, dude. One I didn't
0: even know I needed until I started doing it, and then I've just met so many cool people like that um and it opened up and it it actually re-triggered the podcast and gave me more inspiration to the podcast i was like because a lot of the comedians i know uh are pretty messed up Uh, (laughs) and uh yeah you know and we can relate to that and uh they also um like to talk and like to share their stories and you know some of them share it on stage and uh I think the first comedian I had on was was Zach. And now Zach has Zach a podcast. Va- yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. Zach has a podcast. Yeah. So I just
1: I just kind of met that dude.
0: Yeah, you've just a, got yeah, you gotta know him a I, lot. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um Oh man, you had said something that that made me think, but like um yeah, dude, comedy is just uh, comedy is awesome. It's one of those things. that's kind of like how I feel about massage is that you get to do something that you love and it benefits other people too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because um, when that, you get the when you get those laughs, man, you're just like, yes, because it makes yeah. you
0: feel good, and then you're like, you get you're making other people feel good. It's just well, full circle.
1: Especially, you know, uh, just to bring it back, if you're talking about your life, you know. Then you're being true to yourself, you know? And then when people laugh, you're like, oh shit, other people have lived this too. They relate yeah, to what I'm saying. Exactly. And they're, they're gaining something from this, you know? And comedy's harder, man. Like, I've been doing comedy for off and on for 10 years, you know? And I literally just feel like within the last year or two, I. Have gotten to a place where I feel good about what I'm putting out there, and that you know when I, I always used to like second guess myself, but like I feel like now the less I did,
0: you do that, how I, personally the less the less I second guess what I'm going to say,
1: the better I do. Oh, about. absolutely, but you know, uh like this journey of authenticity for me is literally within the last like. Three or four years, you know, and it's, it wasn't like, you know, my buddy was like, Hey, people like authentic people. And I was like, Okay, dope. I'm doing that. And then Cause I was I like, be, cause person, I want people to know? like me. So am I, I'm uh, going to be authentic now. <laughs> you know, I was like, Oh, yeah, no, that you're right. But then I would still, like, you know, you know, just for example, I'd make the same Corey jokes that I know people are going to like, you know, but it's not, I'm not talking about me, you know, but I, I love when a comedian is just like, Yeah. You know, you were saying that you know comedians have fucked up lives, right? You know, and and we use comedy almost a, as a, a form of therapy. And I love when I watch somebody uh, grow. Like Julian is a great example. of That man, like that oh, yeah. kid, he's been doing comedy for a long time, and um, you know, I think he struggled to to come into his own, but he's starting to do that, and it's super cool because he's still a young kid. You know, yeah, like, he's, he's a start- kid. But, you know, he's still a young man, and he's got a long way to go. He's only, what, 24, Uh, 23? Yeah. Yeah, 23 or 24. Yeah. Uh, We started, like, he started doing comedy right after I got back into comedy after my heroin addiction. And he was, like, 15 or 16 years old, you know? But it's cool to just watch him, like, become who he is. And you can tell that um, he's not influenced by what other people... He doesn't give a shit. No, he really doesn't, (laughs) you know? Um, and I used to think it was a self-awareness issue, but I just think, you no. know, he likes what he likes, you know? Yeah. And he's going to do what and, and that's beautiful to me because then people flock to that because they know that, like, they don't have to worry about whether you're lying to them. If you ask them a question, you're going to get an answer, you know? And that answer is the truth, you know? Whereas some of these other people, especially, like, you know, business people, you ask them a question, and in their minds they're flipping through, like, how do I flip this so that I come out in the best light. and So I sound like I, I know what I'm talking that, about. You know? like yeah. Julian will tell you straight up if he doesn't know something. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, if, and he, he, I mean, you know, in one sense he does, you know, we all care about what people think about us, right? Like, oh yeah, this of idea part. of authenticity doesn't mean that you're going to s- you you just suddenly you stop. You can't do it a hundred percent. But, um, you know, it's important so to, care to care just less. like, to care less, yeah, exact, exactly. Just to think, like, you know, I wake, you know, I wake up and and I think about a, a, a koala in a duck suit, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell a joke about that, and I love <laughs> it, and I don't care what anybody else thinks about, yeah. you know. Um, by the way, I would never do that. I talk about my real life, but yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's that kind of thing that, like, I'm not going to worry about, you know, like, oh, is this going to make me look stupid or, you know. The thing I hate the most is people who just need that validation, you know, mm. and they're willing to lie their way through it, you know. It's not a good look. Trust me, I like the
0: validation, but not get to do. I think
1: a lot of us have done that, though, you know, yeah. like, God, I, you know, for a while, I would say anything to get a girl about to it. The, to uh do a sex on me but yeah no it is gross i mean it's super gross but you know um that's part you know and that's life man that's the exploration that we're going through is just to be like how can i you know have friends and, and lovers and, and you know colleagues that truly respect me without having to be somebody i'm not i
0: think people have really noticed that with me at like a. am my, my nine to five job, I uh, obviously I obviously have to watch what I'm say what I say because I'm in a professional environment. Sure. I can't say everything I want to say, but for the most part, people know me. They're like, yeah, if Colin says something, it's gonna be. there's not gonna. He's not gonna sugarcoat. It. He's just gonna say what he's gonna say. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be blunt about it, and uh, people respect that. And I also use comedy at work too because you know like i work in customer service man yeah, you we're deal de- with the public we're right we're dealing with a lot of we deal with angry people we deal with uh you know not everyone's angry but you know it could be a stressful job so sure. that comic relief is nice so i'll throw you know you know we have the we use teams chats and i'll throw you know a, f- a funny gif out there every once in a while or like um try to bring
1: Cause you're a real person, like that's yeah. what I would do in my regular, oh yeah, everyday it's... life. So why wouldn't I do that? You oh know? yeah,
0: people like almost expect me to tell like the one, do they, the one your thing. Colleagues
1: th- know that you do comedy. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So there's one thing I don't like, and that is Colin tell a joke.
1: Oh yeah, no, uh, it doesn't work that way. I always, I always tell people the worst street joke that I could think of, like your mom is so fat yeah. that she. Sat in one inch of water and it overflowed or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, something like that. Um, and then the like, best, you're not very good at comedy. I'm like, come here, try find out, dude. Yeah, this is you know? not the right setting. Yeah,
0: Hannibal Burris breaks that down so perfectly yeah, yeah, when yeah. he talks about it. He's like, he's like, I'm not gonna just tell a joke, like, because like he's there's
1: like, context, there's context, there. yeah.
0: there's a mic, there's lights. <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
1: this is not the proper setting. He's like, because just yeah, because I'm. I actually, uh, and I know this is kind of off topic i guess but uh i did a show one time and these uh guys came up to them and they're like how do you remember all that stuff and i was oh, like yeah. what, do you, what do you do for work and they're like oh we're lawyers and i was like how do you remember what statutes or what and they're like they like got real serious all of a sudden they're like well that's different i was like no it's not like no, it's that's not. it's the exact same thing like you experience something you do something enough and then you get used to it you know like yeah but uh, that's cool, man. I'm I'm glad that people know you're a comedian because that's fun, man. Or I guess I mean it, it, maybe not all the time. Not but. all the time. Well, because there's oh. this other guy at work who's who's really funny,
0: and he he was the joke guy. And He still is the joke guy. He'll he'll normally just like Google a he joke. He
1: steals. All, yeah, I was gonna say he steals all that shit, dude. Yeah, he because he, he wants people to like him. He doesn't, he, doesn't lie about it. The... he doesn't lie about no, it. He doesn't lie about it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't lie about it. He's like, I totally just
0: Googled this joke or I saw it on TikTok <laughs> or something. Right, right. Um, but he was the joke guy. Then Now they're like, Colin, tell a joke. I'm like, I, I, my excuse now is, or usually has been, it's like, the jokes I have, I cannot tell you guys at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I can't talk about like snorting pixie sticks when I was a kid. <laughs> like, right, I, right. I can't, I can't tell you guys that joke. <laughs> like, you have I to mean, come to a show, or I've sent a couple you people. Could,
1: you could tell the, that ghosting joke that I really like. Yeah, know. the ghosting joke. That's a great joke.
0: Yeah, too. it's a seasonal joke, though. Yeah, eh. yeah, I guess. Eh. So. Yeah, it's you're, a, right. It's you're right.
1: You're right. Seasonal joke. I'll br- it bring it you know, back in the fall. I have a, I have a seasonal joke, but I use it all year round. <laughs> you know, whenever I'm doing like a show where nobody's seeing my stuff, you know, it's a, it's a New Year's resolution joke oh yeah and so it's like sometimes it's like how's your new year's? how's you guys new year's resolution, resolution going, going yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um but like i just did it and i was like fuck man it's almost time for a new one but you know it's it's almost like you can double down like oh you guys are real pieces of shit you don't even want to be better at all you know <laughs> yeah, but, when nobody responds yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah man i don't know i just think you know like it's just easier to live life if you don't have to worry about what everybody else is thinking about you all the time. Oh you know? yeah, it's exhausting. It's yeah, it's exactly, dude. It's fucking stupid. But I, you know, I mean, and I it's think it's easy to fall have, into that trap. It's so, so easy, easy, dude. Especially with especially like, with like dating, you know, because you're like, God, she's so hot, and I want you know her to. I would do put anything her for mouth her attention. Mouth, yeah. You know? Um, but you know. I think the older you get, the more you realize that that's just in the long run, it's just going to be a waste of time. You know? Yeah. I used to, um, I used to be cool with like, uh, like one night stands, you know? And then I just realized that I don't really like, I can't be with somebody on that level unless I actually like, like them, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's been really weird. Like, you know, it doesn't happen a lot because I look like what I look like, but every once in a while, somebody's like, Hey, do you want to hook up? And I'm like, no, mm. you know, and, and it sucks because, it's empty. well, it's just like, you know, it, yeah, I just think it's a waste of time because if we're not going to do anything past that, then, you know, I, I just don't get excited about like doing something intimate like that with somebody that I know is not going to like truly want to reciprocate, you know? Yeah. Um But that, you know. I guess part of what we're talking about is that, you know, all of this stuff takes a while to kind of realize about yourself. Like, you know, a lot of awareness. Some people are good with one night stands or or whatever, you know. Yeah, some people can just like, they could
0: turn that part off. You know,
1: I can't, you know, me either. Um, so, you know, and I think, I guess, you know, going forward, you know, you just have to be truthful with yourself, you know, like, um, you know, is this something that I really want to do? Is this something that I enjoy doing? Is this something that's going to honor my lifestyle? You know? Um, and, and that could be hard because I think, you know, a lot of us, even, you know, not like specifically people pleasers, we all want to, we don't want to disturb the water. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, um, Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a process, man. It's a fucking process. Like comedy. Oh, yeah. You know, it takes a while to figure out what you're good at, what you like, what, you know, what you suck at, you know? (laughs) So you've, Uh, uh, like I said, you came back and forth with comedy
0: and, you know, done your uh, sabbaticals here and there. Uh, I did, yeah. So what usually brought you back?
1: Oh, man, there's it's you been know, different every time or I, I wish that you weren't a comedian. So I could really like you know, <laughs> poetically talk about this, but there's like for anybody listening, I've had sex before so many times, <laughs> super cool. There's super neat. <laughs> really enjoy it. Thank you ladies. <laughs> yeah. Um, But there's nothing like connecting with an audience and like having, have them laughing so hard that they're like, you know doubled over in their chairs yeah you know at a joke that you wrote that you took time uh to write and to practice and you know to to deliver on stage um i just don't you know like it's honestly it's the closest thing to drugs i've ever experienced yeah. you know it's the only thing that like that i like and doing and it's authentic and it's authentic you know i mean and that's like <laughs> i really hate I think I'm going to end up saying this twice. Cause I can't remember if I did or not, but Mike Lucas just said, um, he told me once, and he's like, write the jokes that you like, don't write the jokes that you think other people will, yeah, you know? Yeah. So to tie, tie that in with the, does it make you laugh? Does it make you laugh? Do you? Yeah, exactly. And I can honestly say that all the jokes that I tell make me giggle, chuckle, um, you know, and, And, you know, I talk about my heroin addiction. Um, You know, I talk about, you know, struggles with dating and my love of true crime. Um, I talk about how a buddy of mine is a real idiot because he said he wouldn't suck a dick for a million dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which is real stupid. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you've never sucked a dick. In this economy. You you don't deserve a million dollars and somebody's offering it to you, dude. You better suck that dick. (laughs) But yeah, no, dude. Like, comedy is the best thing that's ever happened to me, you know, bar none. Like, and how did, like, how did you, pr- you get into it, too? Because, like you said, you've been at it for a while. Uh, what was your.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> did someone,
0: uh, someone encourage you? Or? Dude,
1: it's like, I think I feel a lot of people have the same story. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, everybody I would hang out with, they're like, dude, you're so funny, you know? Yeah. And, and I, you know, I just had this like, false idea in my head that like, yeah, I'd be a good standup comedian because I make my buddies laugh when we're drunk, you know? Yeah. Kind of thing. But, uh, I remember the very first time that I thought that I should do stand up, I was in Chicago with one of my best friends and, uh, you've been to Chicago before, right? To do comedy. No, just like In general. Yeah. Just my walked. brother loves her. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like we were walking around and the fucking pigeons are, they're real aggressive, dude. And I was like, I was like, oh man! In my head, I was like, oh, it'd be really funny if uh, if I was able to freeze time, and I could snap the the head off of this pigeon, and then restart time. You know, like while I'm a block away, just watch people go crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's what I thought was funny uh, twelve years ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just so I, I I tried to tell like an iteration of that joke on stage, and it fucking bombed. <laughs> But then, here's the thing: like uh, my whole life, if I did, if I wasn't good at something right away, I just quit. Like Mm. I didn't want to, you know. Yeah, and for some reason, man, comedy. Like I was like, nope, I'm gonna fucking get this. Yep, and that's uh, how I feel too. Because
0: I, yeah, my first performance was not great. But but my
1: buddy Johnny Jones, he did. I, I was probably about six months to a year in, and he. And this was the first time I met him. I didn't know him before this, but he did a set at an open mic, and uh, I mean, just like crush, like you know, like a Sam Talent type crush. I mean, like people like you I've know, never seen
0: Sam Talent, but everyone, to-
1: everyone, I, talks I figured about you haven't. Yeah, Sam Talent is Barely, highly is really the highly best good. working comic today. If you're listening to this, go check him out. Um, but yeah, I just like, but yeah, most of us. That's not. That's not what happened. Not the case. No. We fucking. We're like, well, the thing is, you know, until you've done it for a long time, you don't know how a joke works. You don't know how it works, and you don't know what your style really is. It's like saying, like, oh, I'm going to write a book, and I'm going to write a Stephen king s novel my very first time doing it, you know? Yeah. It's not realistic. Um, But, yeah, dude, I just, like... Not everyone's
0: Amber Jones (laughs) or Amber Amber Phillips. She is good. Yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, I just, you know, I fell in love, dude. I was like... And I just I wanted that validation, um, but you know when I first started I was in my addiction and um, was know, it a mic
0: in Chicago though that you did it at or was that no, that no. just where you thought of that pigeon joke?
1: That's just where I thought of it. Do you know Do you know Bobby Ray Bunch?
0: Yeah, I know yeah. him. I don't know him that well, but
1: he's a I mean he's you know he's a, a comedian. Um, but yeah, he,
0: musician, comedian, realtor. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: He does it all. Man. He does a lot I of I love things. Bobby. Yeah. But uh, he, he hosted the first, um, it was at the Establishment Theater back when that was a thing. So, um, do you know where that is? It's right next to the QC Coffee Pancake House. Yeah. There's, it was an old theater, but um, yeah, dude. So, my, this is, I love this story. So, I was like, all right, I've got this story and I've got a story about how it's not gay. To touch another man's butt if you're in the confines of a sport, right? But I, Yeah. So the, the thing about my early life and a, a lot of people who are doing comedy when they first start out, you don't really understand punchlines. You just think, oh, this is a funny concept and I'm going to talk about this mm-hmm. and everybody's going to love it. Yeah. And it doesn't work that way. No. Um, but yeah, so I had those two concepts. I went up. I tried to tell both of them. Neither one of them worked at all. And um, I sheepishly got off stage, but I had brought a romance novel. And my idea of comedy was that if those two jokes didn't go well, I was going to read, like, an excerpt from this romance novel. And I walked off the stage, and Bobby came back up and kind of, like, made fun of me a little bit. And he's like, "Yeah, he saw the the book on the stool. He's like, do you want your book back? And so I had to walk back up there after I had fucking bombed Yeah, dude. It was just like, yeah, dude. So I just like, I fell in love right away, dude. Even though I I sucked, you know, I think I just wanted to prove that I could do it.
0: Yeah. So many people told me like, it was good that I had the expectation uh, that I didn't have high expectations.
1: That's good. Yeah. Because I (laughs) talked
0: to so many people that had done it. They're like, don't expect to just go up there and crush. Like, if you don't do well, it's fine.
1: Like, Yeah, that's good. Well, the 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 shitty the shittiest part about it was I was like, oh, nobody's really going to be that good. We're all just from the Quad Cities, and then Chris Schlichting showed up, in the last and <laughs> fucking <laughs> destroyed. I mean, and it was a bit like the establishment theater. I don't know if you've ever been there, but no. it, like you walked, it's like a walk down kind of theater. It's huge. Okay, is and it even open anymore? No, no, I don't. Well, no, it is. It's not open as that. It's some sort of theater still, but um, it used to be the home of comedy sports. Um, and so okay. comedy sports would do like a monthly. Comedy uh, sports
0: moved to the spotlight theater, didn't they? I That's what so. I heard. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so my first time <laughs> bombing at comedy, there was like 140 people in the audience. Oh, wow. It was, it, it was horrible. But I was just like I like I was just like, I'm not gonna let this be my legacy. Was this a weekend Mike? Yeah, dude, Saturday. Ooh. I'm looking it was forward like to that. Saturday it. after their show, they had a show, and then they're like, we're gonna have an open mic, and so most of the people just stayed, and then Oh, uh, okay. A lot of the comedy like uh you know uh, junkies and stuff like Mike Steele, uh, my friend oh, Jasmine love that guy. Uh, You know they were all there just to watch, and like you know, I think Mike probably performed, but there was a bunch of people who loved comedy who were there, and I just <laughs> I remember being able to see people's faces, and they just had this dumbfounded look, and i like, <laughs> I can't let this be the end, you know? Yeah,
0: I can't go out on this. And night. now,
1: you know, I'm probably one of the best comedians that's ever lived. So. <laughs> you gotta have that mentality. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we're talking about being authentic, so yeah, yeah. you know, if I'm being honest. <laughs>
0: Uh so before we before we wrap up here uh I wanted to touch on cuz we didn't get a chance to touch on it and I brought it up before we started recording was the was uh how PTSD has impacted your life um oh yeah and wanted to touch on that cuz I know there's other people listening that are potential listeners that could relate to that and it's an important topic just because It's a lot of people that deal with it and uh, I've never really got to hear your experience with it. I mean, obviously being a veteran, you've had to see a lot of things that a lot of other people hopefully never see. And we obviously don't have to get too far deep into it, but I just wanted to touch on that before we wrapped
1: up. Yeah, I I forgot we were talking about that. Um, I think uh, with PTSD, like it, It sheds a lot of doubt, you know, onto, onto who you are and stuff. I hate that word. stuff. anyways, um, you know, it's like, uh, I was always like a a happy kid, you know? And then, Mm -hmm. um, I remember just being overcome with fear all the time, you know, partially when, when you're in a war zone, you know, you do, you have to worry about dying, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously you can die here. But it's less likely. It's not like somebody is like looking to kill you most of the time, right? Exactly. And yeah. then in Afghanistan, people were trying to kill us, you know. And so I just remember uh, for like a year after I got home, um, because you know we we were made aware that like IDs are usually big things, but they can make them out of anything. They'll put them in anything that they can. And so I remember just like. Like, if I was driving down the street and there was, like, a plastic bag or a Pepsi can or, you know... Back like home. Huh? But when you were back home. Back home, home. Yeah. yeah. You know, a fucking KFC box or something. Like, my mind would instantly go to, that's an idea And, a, you know, I, if I hit it, then I'm going to die, you know? Um, and so, I just, like, yeah, for probably... Created, like,
0: a paranoia.
1: Yeah, yeah, super bad paranoia. I just, like, I was constantly worried that I was going to die, even... And that's the crazy thing about PTSD is that like it makes sense to be scared of that when you're in the situation. In right? the situation, of course, it doesn't make as much sense when you're out of the situation. But your brain, because it wants, because we want survival, right? Yeah, it just it it keeps you there. And um, I don't think you know, like I know that other people have had it a lot worse. You know, I luckily didn't have anybody. I had a friend of mine who. Uh, so I was in the Navy, he was in the army, he was on the base that I was at, and he ended up being killed in a firefight about three months after I left. And so like that coupled with, you know, this idea that, you know, even though I'm in a safe space, you know, my brain can't turn that off right now. You know, it was hard for a few years and I think, you know you know you be in recovery you you like understand this concept that like you just want to be somebody else you know you just want to feel something different than what yeah. you feel um <clears throat> so that was that was a lot of my addiction is that i just didn't want to feel uh helpless and that you know like my life was gonna get cut short at any moment um when i signed up for the navy i didn't I didn't sign up thinking that I was going to go to Afghanistan, but they offered. Uh, well, they they were like, we need we needed a spot filled um, in this joint command that I ended up going to, and I volunteered because my cousin was in Iraq, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to feel like I was helping, you know, kind yeah of thing. Um, and you know he has really really bad PTSD now. You know he was he did three tours and Jeez. you know and so and you did. He, there's this one I did one I did one six month. He did two years and oh. I think a six month. Yeah. You know, and so not only do I have to worry about my life, I have to worry about the guilt of not being the one that died. Um, of yeah, not being why the me one, kind of thing. Why me? Not being the one that had the the really bad p t s d you know and thinking like I had this like you know dying again i like just had this imposter syndrome that even though I'd gone to war and I'd done my you know uh duty as as an American citizen that it just wasn't good enough, but also that i you know was plagued with this horrible um this horrible sense that, you know, everything I did was wrong and that, you know, I was never going to like recover from feeling like that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that survivor's guilt, the imposter syndrome, all that, you know, is was just, uh, it was rough, man. And, uh, I started doing therapy a few years ago and, um, you know, we had to like cut it, call it quits, I guess. But, um, it's something that I want to get back to back into, but I think for the most part, the PTSD is a lot better, but it um, it still comes back. I, I actually have, my PTSD is kind of transferred to other stuff, which would take forever to talk about. But you know, um, you know, fear is just at the heart of all of it. You know, yeah. and it could be anything, but fear um, is any doubt, doubt as well, or. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that like um I remember thinking like, you know, I was in a combat zone, I'd been shot at, but you know, the fact that I never killed anybody was like, you know, like you know, people were gonna think I was a fake or an imposter for calling myself a combat veteran, you know. Because you know yeah. Uh, because I never killed or shot at anybody, you Which know. Which is kind of a good thing, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it is. I'm I'm glad I never killed anybody, yeah. to be honest. yeah. You know? Um, but, but I get what you're saying yeah, yeah like just that you know like you second guess everything you do right and, and so not only do you have this horrible trauma but that your trauma isn't valid you know and uh so, like, yeah. why do I feel this way I didn't
0: have it nearly as bad as this person
1: right right yeah like I you know I didn't have a wife at home with two kids who now has to raise her kids by herself you yeah. know that was uh situation for a 15 lot of years ago you know and so her, her well my buddy you know his he had a wife and kids at home had a wife and two kids two daughters and they're like you know they're teenagers and they never got to me there this used to like keep me up at night like i would cry because um you know it was him and not me you yeah, know yeah. and you know not that i ever wanted to die but i just thought like you know a better man was taken from this world yeah. kind of thing and uh <clears throat> it's good to be now man like seriously as we're talking i just you know i haven't explored those feelings in a while but um you know it's uh, it is what it is and you know i think it's it's less important to think about how things could be different and just accept how things are Oh yeah, and that you know I'm here for a reason, and um, you know I, I'm not really a big God person, but you know, I mean, uh, whatever was supposed to happen happened, and mm-hmm. you know how can I, um, you know like, and I, I feel like this is kind of corny, but like how can I make my friend proud and how can I, um, you know like honor him as i go about my life now and uh i think overall like i've done a good job i don't you know i fucked up a lot in the past but you know i feel like i'm on the right path um the people in my life love me um you know i i don't cause too much strife and trouble for them and um you know that's uh so it's just a weird road to be on man like I, it's hard to even articulate like kind of what I'm feeling but um you know PTSD will fucking strip you of your autonomy and your soul if you let it and um you should do whatever you can to to not let that happen whether that's yeah. therapy um, whether or that's the ta- gym, just talking to somebody whether else, whether it's comedy, whether it's you know, yeah. two guys talking on yeah. a podcast, you know, fuck, dude, maybe nobody listens to this and I don't care. It doesn't matter. You know, the fact that we're having you know, this, this is a very real, uh, authentic, um, very, you know, gritty kind of talk, you know, and uh, and that's important to me, you know, like that. It means a lot just to, you know, have have a, a medium or an avenue to to talk about this stuff and then if somebody takes something from it great you know yeah um but yeah i guess if you're listening to this right now don't get ptsd dude it's fucking sucks (laughs) yeah it's a lot and also if you do get ptsd don't do heroin about it yeah don't do drugs about it do meth yeah, do No, I'm just kidding. Don't listen. This is not medical advice. Yeah, it's not you medical advice. you to, listen to Dan Bush's episode, not medical do not advice. Take this as all medical right, advice. I love how um, he threw in that disclaimer. Yeah. He's the only
0: person I've ever had on the podcast where he's like, which I understand why, where he's like, can you send me it so I can listen to it before you release it? And I was like, oh, really? Because he's like, I want to make sure I didn't say anything stupid. And I'm
1: like, <laughs> like, all right. Oh. <coughs> So, so you know, you guys were talking about ketamine and uh, it's really funny about, not funny, two years ago, I was in one of the worst slumps I, I'd ever been in. Um, you know, and it's always funny how they happen after you, like, get clean and your life is more on track, but um, I called because I was like, um, it was right after. So what happened with my therapist, who I fucking adore, she was the best. Um, her position got cut and she was like, I'm going to take a few months off to try to figure out what I want to do next. Yeah. And, uh, so I didn't have, I had nobody, I had nobody to talk to, you know, uh, like that anyways. Yeah. uh, she had a good relationship. Well, yeah. Like you can't dump your fucking problem. Like I can't be like, Hey Colin, you know, let's talk for an hour about everything that's gone fucking sour in my life. You know, like that's not your job, you know, you're not equipped for that. So, anyways, I was super sad, and um, I called. Like, I'd heard about, you know, ketamine being. Uh, a neuro for, form of therapy, yeah. Right. And so, um, so I talked to the lady, this fucking sweetheart of a lady. She's like, yeah, so we don't do any insurance. It's, um, it's so expensive. I can't remember. It was like $2,600 for six treatments. And as soon as she said that, I was like. Thank you, you know, like I appreciate your time, but Take there's care. no way I can <laughs> yeah. afford that. And she stopped me and she's like, Listen, I know it's expensive. If you're gonna do something drastic, call us back and we will give you a a, a treatment for free. Um and that like I th- I think like I got off the phone and I just like I broke down, man. Because it's like You know, I mean, this is for a different day with a different person, but you know, the fucking healthcare system in this country is fucking garbage. Oh yeah, and uh, I just thought, man, deal with it all the time. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna fucking die before anything ever gets better, and that wasn't the that wasn't the case. You know, it did get better, and you know, um, but yeah, that was uh, that sucked my penis in the bad way. <laughs> in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. I uh when you were talking about um yeah, the the why me thing and I didn't really think that, you know, like when when our buddy Brad passed away. Um yeah, that fucking sucked too. That was brutal. Uh and you know, he was he was on the podcast. Uh, I saw that. I haven't listened to it yet. I I can't listen to it. Um, I don't blame I, you. I want to, kind of. Part
1: of me wants to, and part of me is like, oh, I don't know if you want to do that. Uh, Again, just like you know, like don't force it. Like, no. At some point, you may think, all right, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. But like, yeah. You know, it doesn't Only do she, any of us any good. Well, just- it's cool to hear his voice and him talk
0: about it, he, dude. He was so he was so excited, man. He was so excited to yeah. be on the podcast, dude. He he brought it up to me multiple times like it's like dude i want want to be on i want to talk about that and well what did you guys talk about that's the worst part yeah is we talked we talked about veteran suicide yeah and um but what i didn't find out till after he passed i was talking to shane and shane's like uh he's like yeah uh brad spoke really highly you really liked you and he listened to every single episode of your podcast he listened to your podcast more than he listened to mine i was like
1: (laughs) and i was like hell yeah (laughs) uh, yeah and uh he was such a big supporter of all of us dude yeah he
0: was just a big supporter of everybody and uh if i ever get to a point which i haven't got to a point where i'm like you know this podcast sucks nobody's listened to it brad would have wanted me to keep doing it for sure like no doubt in my mind um and uh that's actually because i was supposed to record a pod an episode that day the day he passed and uh i didn't record that day obviously because um the person i was having on actually was a friend of his as well so we were both like yeah we're this is no we're not doing that yeah um but I was right back to it the next week, recording because I was like, I can't break this momentum; otherwise, I'll fall off and stop stop recording the podcast. And I know that's not what he wanted; that's the exact opposite. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I was actually like uh, impressed and surprised when Stevie still did the. Yeah, the mic did the that mic. Day. That like, was. I was supposed to have my roast the next day, but I just yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't
0: do it. Didn't. I remember, yeah. I'm glad stevie did it It was very it was a very emotional night, but it was yeah. very needed and I think it was
1: cathartic for sure yeah, it was very know? cathartic
0: but. and um you know christian having Christian headline and that was really cool. yeah, a fucking poor kid dude uh, yeah, him and his brother man, yeah. The ripple effect that suicide causes, man, it's...
1: Well, that's the thing. I You know, I, man, I mean, we could fucking probably go another hour. I don't, you know, like, I've never thought that you should, like, and, and this may sound selfish or weird, but, like, you shouldn't not do what you want to do because of other people, and that includes suicide, but I just don't understand how somebody could do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been Two in the place kids, where I've a wanted wife, a, grand, a grandson, you know.
0: I've been in a place where I didn't want to live anymore, but I was like in a gray area where it's like I don't want to, I don't want to do it, but I don't want to be here at oh, the that's same the time. Worst, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. That's so
1: horrible because yeah, you're like nothing. I I'm gonna do is gonna make me feel better. Yeah, right? so.
0: Yeah, and I ended up going to the going to the ER because I was like, uh, I'm suicidal, but I don't have a plan. I don't actually want to do, do anything. I mean,
1: I I just did you spend the weekend or did no, you spend- no? No, they just
0: they threw me a happy pill and sent me on my way. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Because I didn't have a plan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, if you knew me, you know I don't plan anything. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like. Uh, yeah, I, they they gave me a nice dose of adivan and me and my parents went and got ice cream, and that was it. You know, it was weird, man. It's just, it, going back. It goes back to the the system and the healthcare system. I I I honestly think the healthcare system is not. It shouldn't be called the healthcare system. It should be called the health revenue system or like something of that sort because that's all it is anymore yep and in the united states it's like it's so backwards and so messed up and i know too much about it too because i work in it uh i don't i'm not i'm just a middleman so i don't feel bad about my job um I, i help people enroll in their benefits and you know choose their benefits with their companies um so i don't like sell insurance and i'm not like Denying claims and stuff like that, if anything, I'm trying to find people help so they can pay for their medical
1: expenses uh and yeah. it's rough, man it's so there's all sorts of stories about people killing themselves killing themselves over medical they debt. have cancer and they're like, well, I'm gonna die anyways and I can't I go on the I don't want to leave my my kids with all this debt. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude like, there's gotta be a better way there is it's just there is. But you know, yeah, capitalism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> we'll do we should probably try to end this on a positive note.
1: Uh yeah, no, we should. Um, you know, I think the best I've felt in my life as myself has been since I thought that <clears throat> whatever happens in my life, I'm going to do whatever I think is uh is good and necessary and you know I'm not gonna worry about whatever I'm doing and how it affects other people or how they think about me, you know. Um (laughs) I remember uh a comedian once said that um my uh comedy was like uh like I presented my comedy where I had the delivery of like steamed broccoli or something and it ripped my heart out, you know? And I remember, um, you know, I've had people talk about how my eyes are too close together and I'm ugly. And, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> those things may be true to them and that's fine. You know, um, I will say that the, the broccoli fucking fuck you, James Doyle. If you're listening to this, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that, I don't even understand uh, that comparison. No,
1: I, I actually like James a lot. Um, but uh no the broccoli
0: thing i don't understand that what's that what i don't understand
1: oh it's just like very bland you know very like
0: oh like the vegetable like yeah 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 i thought you were talking about a person like you were being compared to
1: no no he was saying that i was very like uh basically saying that i wasn't good um but uh and and, yeah this isn't about him i love him he's he's actually a really good dude yeah well he just, um yeah. he was just being a comedian, you know. Yeah, it's just giving me shit. But uh you know, that kind of motivated me to just like be, you know, like if I'm going to bomb, it's not going to be because I tried to make somebody else happy and failed. It's going to be because I wanted to do my own thing and failed. Um and or you could just be off. Sometimes and, I'm just and, off. Well, yeah, but you know, the point is is that I'm not like you know, around, Quick edit know here. around four years ago, I just, just for, uh, started, you know, and it's not perfect. I, I don't think do of know, us going off topic, but my idea I is also want to remind you that if you leave a review on this podcast, it really helps me out and gets it and boosted to other people so they can find out about the podcast. So if you like things, it, I guess, you know, yeah. Or if you um, don't like it, I'd prefer if you did like either of you. If you don't like it, you life can keep it to yourself. But, you know, or just love you now in private. You know? Either way, it reviews help a
0: lot. I just want to emphasize that, and I appreciate everyone for listening. I'm
1: very happy with who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm not, then I just change it, you know? Yeah. Like, I've gained some weight. I don't want to be like that, so I'm just going to change it. I'm not going to mope it. I'm not going to blame somebody else. I'm not going to, you know... Uh, be sad about it or anything you just change it you know start going back to the gym didn't you hell yeah dude i've been lifting hella weights dude that's what's up i also, never thought you, I- you look very you look very you look very uh beefy my dude dude i been getting beefy. yeah you are dude yeah. you're gonna replace me as the beefcake yeah <laughs> so. i uh i
0: never thought i'd be a gym guy man it just it's another outlet for me it's dude great. it feels
1: so good dude yeah But, uh, no, man, it's just, you know, you know, I think me and you and a lot of people are just on a journey to be the best us we could be, whatever that means, you know, yeah. like the, you know, that's not one thing. It's just, you know, uh, I'm trying to be better than I was the day before. You know, exactly.
0: Otherwise, what's the point?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can just go through life, just fucking just coasting, coasting, but why? It doesn't, you know,
0: it's not fulfilling to me. Like, you bro, know?
1: you know, fucking read that book. Watch that scary movie. Fucking write a fucking novel, dude. Do whatever the fuck you want to do if it makes you happy. You know, yeah. if, uh, you know, if your girlfriend is like, hey, you should write a novel. Tell her to kick rocks. You yeah. don't write novels for no bitches. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, man, this has been a lot of fun, dude. Like, seriously, like, uh, I I love this shit, man. I love just like waxing philosophical with people about life because, um, it's important. What else is there? You know, like, you know, you can only watch so many fucking TikTok videos before. Oh my God. And I've watched a lot, dude. I, that's what's your,
0: what's your feed looking like?
1: Oh God. What? Mostly comedy, I guess. Yeah.
0: I get a lot of comedy.
1: Um, Comedy and cooking seems to be, and Ooh. then the occasional pet, which is cool. Yeah, but uh, dude, like I'm, I'm very uh, so we we didn't talk about this, but I'm ADHD. Um Okay, and so I like I have a hard time, or or I'm very like particular, I guess, about the way things happen. But um, I ha- like some people will have like notifications on their phone and they just don't check them, and that drives me crazy, but. I get people send me TikTok videos all day long and I rarely check them. And that also drives me crazy, but I don't want to watch all of your TikTok videos. I want to watch my own TikTok videos. You yeah. Know?
0: <laughs> I have, I have people that send me, you send me them. Uh, you're, you're one of many people who send me videos and I'm just like, yeah. there's so
1: many videos. Oh dude, I have like 60 in the queue right now. Like, I- like eventually I'll watch like a few of them, but yeah. Otherwise, like as soon as I get like a Facebook, uh, text email, you know, I read it and I get it off my screen. I must have so been a I part don't...
0: of a group message. I got like ten notifications. Oh yeah. It's part <laughs> of a uh, doing a show this weekend and they just finally made the flyer. Good old broken saddle show. It's Gotta love
1: it. Oh yeah. But what hey, what uh what uh what day are you doing?
0: Uh the nineteenth.
1: Oh okay. I'm doing I did the, the third? Yeah.
0: That's Poo I think.
1: Uh sure.
0: my yeah, good Who's old doing Andy. Yours? Andy McGraw. Oh, okay. Good old Andy McGraw.
1: Good old Andy McGraw.
0: But yeah, shout out Andy. He listens sometimes. I know some people feel some type of way about Andy sometimes, but whatever.
1: I don't really know.
0: You don't really know him?
1: No. I mean, and I don't really think. I mean, I've heard what other people have said about him. He's never done me wrong. I don't know. Me either. Yeah. As long as he's not a rapist or a sexual assaulter, I don't give a shit, dude. No. Live your life, bro.
0: Yeah, he's and he's also like he's he's young, man.
1: He's, is he? He kinda came in hard. He was like he's trying to like make a name for himself yeah. when he first got here yeah, like yeah, trying yeah. to roast people. Yeah. And I was like You gotta chill, man. You don't roast me ever, dude. I'm Jake fucking McDowell, dude. Y'all know you don't know, you, you don't don't know f- me like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's cool, man. Yeah. I don't really I don't I, oh man, QC comedy beef is weird. I don't have It's so weird I don't have beef with anybody, yeah, dude. I don't give a shit. I don't care at all. You know, my I'm too my worst beef at at, to fucking care what you think about me, dude. <laughs> and my
0: beef is with me. I, like I'm my worst. I'm the only person that's holding me back. Right, right. And I know that. And the more I know that, and the more I get through that, the better off I'm going to be. Yeah, absolutely, it,
1: dude. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for coming on, man. You Thank
1: it. you, dude. I love this, man. Uh,
0: the nice, wholesome living room setup, which is cool. Yeah, I love it.